Hey, one more thing before you go. Have you ever wanted to be in a gang? How about a girl gang? Remember what the 50s were like? Or do you want to know what they were like to go to high school in the 50s? Are you a fan of the iconic movie Grease starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John or Grease 2 with Michelle Pfeiffer? I am. How about you, Diane? Uh, Grease 2, maybe a little. Yeah, you know, Grease, Grease, Grease is iconic. Grease 2 was okay. Okay. It introduced Michelle Pfeiffer, so it's all good. That's true, yeah, well. Well, the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies ruled the school. So stay tuned. Diane and I are going to have a talk about a brilliant new series on Paramount Plus called Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Hello, everyone. Welcome to One More Thing. Before you go, over the teacup Sunday. Hello, we're back. Hello, hello, hello. It's only brief, but only brief, brief, brief. I was going to put my leather jacket on and come in, but my leather jacket doesn't fit me anymore. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to wear one of my, my scarves around my neck, and I completely forgot. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Well, listen, everybody, welcome to uh, Over the Teacup Sunday. We hope that you're having a wonderful day today. I know. It's a little hot here in the Phoenix area, and uh, luckily not as hot as it could be. It's actually not bad today. Not bad, but it's still a little warm, just a little Mm -hmm. bit. Well, I'm excited uh, about this new show that has come out. It basically talks about the origins of uh, the the Pink Ladies that were iconic in the movie Grease, which is one of our favorite movies. It's got to be my all-time favorite. I, I never get tired of watching that movie. And the music, the music in Greece is just like, I mean, when it starts playing, you know what it is. Yep. Yep. And you I know? know every, every scene. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's almost crazy. like our, almost like our youngest daughter with friends who can recite yeah. line for line. Yeah. <laughs> every episode of every episode. all seasons. Every, every scene, every scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool is. This this new episode is on Paramount Plus, and uh, we um, we caught it right when it first launched, and uh, it is it it's it's done like an amazing show. I think I, I mean I love it. It because see I'm getting so excited I can't hardly talk because my <laughs> tongue is getting tied just even thinking about it. It's so fun. It's just a fun fun show, and especially if you are nostalgic for Greece in any yes. way. Um, you have to see it. It's just so fun. It's amazing. It's just amazing. And it's brilliant. And the choreography and the music is brilliant. So it, it's, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes, but you know, they, they created a bunch of songs. They created 30 different songs for this particular, for this season, actually. And, and they're, they're none of the ones that you've heard, but they sound like they came from the fifties. Yeah, they do. They really do. And there totally. was, I think, um, uh, what I like about it so much is that either in a song or in a line, it, it, it harkens back to the exact line or the exact song just in a modern way. Exactly. Um, I think they really tied everything in together um, really well. And one of the most, um, one of the most important scenes in Greece is actually the cliffhanger of the season. 
which I thought was really yeah, that was pretty cool. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's tell everybody else about it so they understand. If you haven't watched this yet, you really need to go to Paramount Plus and watch this amazing show. You need to support it. I think that we need a second season of it. So let me tell you all about it. The official plot um, or synopsis, if you like, for Greece, Rise of the Pink Ladies, reads as follows. In 1954, four years before the original Greece, before rock and roll ruled, and before the T-Birds were the coolest in the school, it follows four fed-up outcasts who dare to have fun on their own terms, sparking a moral panic that will change Rydell High forever and become the founding mothers of the first female high school clique known as the Pink Ladies. See, mean girls don't have anything on the Pink Ladies. No. Mm -mm. So if you're a fan of Grease or just love like a, a, a good musical comedy, I mean, it, it, it's a yeah. musical, but it's a comedy. It, it's a, it's great. The show is an American musical romantic comedy television series created by Annabelle Oaks for Paramount Plus. The series is a prequel to the film Grease, which was done in 1978. I thought it was 1977, but that, I guess that was Star Wars. Yeah, 78 was Grease. Yeah, sure. 78 was Grease. Based on the stage musical of the same name by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. It premiered on April 6, 2023. I think we caught up to it a little bit late. Maybe a few weeks late. Yeah, a couple weeks late. It is an all-star, triple threat cast of characters that do an amazing job at bringing us into the world of Rydell High in 1954 with all the complexities and apprehension as it holds. The main characters of the series are four fed-up and misfit students who band together to bring out the moral panic that will change Rydell High forever and become the founding mothers of the first female high school clique known as the Pink Ladies. They're Jane Facciano, Olivia Valdenvisos, Cynthia Zulanowski, and Nancy Nakajawa. So they got some really unique names for these characters. Yeah, it's amazing. I think that, you know, one thing I think they're trying to show is a diversity within the high school. So I think that um, it's unique that the way they pulled the cast together and the names uh, um, mm -hmm. I, know, I know that the names are, are they, they kind of stay true to Greece, the movie, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Well, for one of them, for sure. I don't, I, I'm not, mm, I call myself a super fan and I'm not sure about <laughs> I think two I know of them, maybe. For one of them, uh, the Facciano character, Jane, yeah. uh, is related to one of the characters in Greece, the movie from 78. And I thought it was really unique that they did that that way. That way they, we, we know where the pink ladies really came from because we know in Greece, one of these characters was a pink lady and she's the relative of the one in this one. Of the other ones. Yeah. Like here's the pink ladies here. You see all, well, obviously they're the ones in the jackets. So <laughs> you, you have, you know, Facciano is right there in the, in the center. That's Jane. Yeah. That's Jane, Jane Facciano. And then the, mm -hmm. the other Three are they're like what almost like a well, almost say it, it's not a triangle, but you know the left to the right and behind her are the other mm -hmm. diverse number of cast members in regard to to that. And I think you're, I think you're right. It's it, I know Facciano for sure, but they may have mm -hmm. a, a few other little names that that kind of pull forward to today as well. And I and I think it's really interesting that the T Birds have kind of the same. Um, mentality 
I guess because the T-Birds were there before the Pink Ladies, of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they've got kind of the same characters, kind of. They got a... Yeah, they, got they, a they, they did a good job of kind of mixing in they're not they're not 100% exact like there's not one of them isn't exactly um Kaniki. not you know one of them isn't exactly 100% um Danny Zuko it's just there's there's a mixture of all of yeah. what we know in each of the characters it's very interesting the way they did it yeah i think it's really cool mm -hmm. and you know the the actress that plays the relative of jane who whose character eventually becomes in Greece, one of the pink ladies, her she has her voice down. And this I can't I just don't I'm so impressed with her. She's a young girl who has the voice down. You'll know it as soon as you hear it and it's hear amazing. It. Yep. Amazing. So here's the T birds. All these photographs, by the way, are compliments of uh Paramount Plus and uh, for promotional purposes only. But um here is um the T birds along with uh uh, two of the ladies that eventually become some of the pink ladies, but you see the leather jackets and the tennis shoes and the jeans and the t-shirts and, you know, this kind of a thing. And yeah, I, the one character that's kind of the Kaniki character, I mean, I, that's what I relate to it. I mean, he's got it down pat. He, to me, he looks like Tony Danza. I told you that, but you know, an yeah. early, early Tony Danza. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Which, of course, Tony Danza wasn't in Greece, but you know, um, he, that you can see it you can see Kaniki in yeah. in him or but then there's some pieces of the other characters in all of them i mean it's they're just a mixture it's it's really interesting how they did that well i like how um how there were around 30 new songs that were written for the series uh they were written by american songwriter justin tranter some uh, were co-written with others but each was intended to add a contemporary take on, but still capture the 1950 style and nostalgia and the harmonies, which I think they do an excellent job in doing so. Yeah. But I think you said this earlier, um, but it kind of brings a modern aspect to it as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and, and their, their voices are, these girls, these girls can sing. Oh my gosh. Yes, they so, can. I mean, I don't want to say like especially one or the other but um it, that's probably you know subjective but one of them for sure just oh my god her voice is insane you're talking about the lead yeah yeah Jane. i didn't want because they're all great they really are all yeah. great but every but one the of them are, the one that plays jane um whew, wow yeah every one of them are are fantastic i think that they they, um, the, as I said earlier, they're, they're all a triple threat. They dance, they sing, they act. And, you know, each one of them that are in there uh, have a uh, previous theater experience as well as uh, dance experiences, musical experience. I mean, the casting in this is actually amazing because in my opinion, I think that they, they brought together the right amount of um, uh, uh, the triple threat people in here so yep. that nobody's really overpowering. I don't think anybody's really... And when I say overpowering, because we just talked about such a powerful voice that the Jane character has, um, nobody really tries to overpower somebody else. They really blend and dance together really well. Yeah, they do. And there's, you know, I'm trying to really think. I can't think of a lot of songs they're doing 
where they actually, well, I guess they do sing a lot of group numbers, but there's, there's really not maybe one or two where there's two people singing. Um, but there's, mostly, and there's a lot of singles. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's mostly either individual yeah. singing or it's a huge group number. Um, it, it so, but yeah, they, when they're singing together at all, it's, it's, it blends really well. You know, Trancer, uh, Tranter recognized that music would be remembered as a snapshot of this present time, purportedly crafted the music to be in line with the story and the characters, which, again, I think he did really, really well. And the fact that they kind of brings them together. I mean, you think that you're still, the costuming was fantastic, by the way. Yeah. The, cost, the costuming was right on to the 50s and to Greece mm-hmm. in, in the, the cafe. You know, I'm giving a few things away, but I, I think that's okay. You'll recognize the cafe that they frequent. Um, you'll recognize it from Greece. The malt shop. The malt shop. You'll re- it's the same one in the it's same booths, yeah. same same costuming, same everything. It's like amazing. I think. You know, I, I don't have thought. a yeah. I don't have a picture of that. I don't believe I do. But even here at the drive-in theater. Remember the days in the drive-in where we used to, um, um, everybody would hang out at the drive-in. Well, in the fifties, especially. Yeah. That was, that was more before our time that they did that. But, um, you know, I, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you and I both lived in a, in a time where we still have drive-ins. Um, you know, it's kind of sad that we loved it. I grew up in the 60s. So, you know, um, even as a child, I remember us piling into the car. Couldn't wait to go to the drive-in movie. It, you know, to us as kids, it, that small, it was like, yes, this is really freaking cool. And the fact that we could, you know, wander around and they had a playground and, you know, it was uh, it was pretty cool, actually. The first, um, I don't know if I ever told you this, probably did, but um, the first movie, theater movie that I ever saw was in the drive-in. No, I didn't and know it that. Was, yeah, and it was Jaws. Oh, wait a minute, you did tell me that. Yeah, and it and I was seven, and I was scared for years after. Like, well, I lived in Southern California too, so. Makes a difference. Yeah, yeah I, I, thought, I thought there were sharks everywhere. I was scared to death. So for many years, I don't think I even went back to the drive-in just because I was very traumatized. Um, as a seven-year-old, I mean, think about it, right? I mean, you watch Jaws now, and it's like, okay, you know. But seven years old, and for the time, I mean, for it, that, yeah. even for the time, it was huge for everybody, you know. Um, but yeah, it was traumatizing. But I do remember going in the '80s, going to the drive-in. Um, so I'm glad that we had that because yeah. you know, they they're gone. Yeah, most of them are gone. They're starting to come back, though. Believe it or not, they're starting to do like corner drive-ins where they have a blow-up screen, you know, and, and they have one in this neighborhood not too long, not our specific neighborhood, but that we could have gone to recently where, you know, they had a blow-up screen and then you could pull your cars up and watch the movie from kind your car. Out, out in the yeah. field or something? Yeah, wasn't that far from here. Um, because it was, a, it, whatever time it was, it was a time that we it didn't work with us. Oh, for some reason, okay. but yeah. But this and this, I mean, I love this. What do you like best about this? You like the characters, the music, the dance, the the songs, the the because I you're can't. such an iconic, you know, fan of Greece. What do yeah. you like about this? Uh, everything. 
I mean, I can't pick one. I, um, I guess my overall favorite thing is how, how much they, they, um, uh, give a nod to Greece, like in almost every scene, there's something, there's just a little nugget of Greece, of Greece. At, like in every scene and every song and every, you know, dialogue or it's just, it's, it's crazy how much they were able to really, um, pull the essence the essence of Greece into it. Uh, Cause I, I wasn't sure I, you kind of had to talk me into this, you know, we're like, yeah, but you're such a Greece fan. Why would you want to watch this? I'm like, exactly. I'm such a Greece fan. Don't ruin it. Because again, Greece two. And then wasn't there like a Greece three or something? No. And, are you sure? I thought Positive. there was like a, anyway, nope. whatever it was, it was like, okay, you just can't, you cannot do Greece. You can't in any way, shape or form, you cannot redo Greece or do anything about Greece. Um, but they did. And, and I'm so glad I watched it. So if you're a huge Grease fan like I am, watch it. It's, it's really, really good. Plus, if you're a musical comedy fan, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of drama in it as well. They, I mean, they call it a comedy, but there's mm -hmm. some drama in it. But, yeah, I you know, it. I mean, you watch, the, you can relate. And, you know, not quite as much if you didn't grow up in that era, but you can relate to some of the, 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 the strictness, the naiveness the um what they were you know the the society's rules society yeah so from a societal perspective how sequestered they were in the 50s and the 60s yeah that didn't start opening up until the 70s especially you know? especially um girls yeah girls really uh, <laughs> yeah and you see a lot of that in this so yeah you do and i i i personally i love the dancing I love the um, the the costuming. I love the the musical numbers, like this one here. I think the musical numbers are choreographed so well. Yeah, um, they are. The cast itself is brilliant in pulling it together. They work together. I know that there's been some. I just popped a couple of them up there, but there's been a couple of. Oops. Oops. There's been a couple of um, you know uh, reviews that people have put up that didn't weren't quite happy with the fact that which i did not notice this you know like this one you know it there were people that were saying that there was a um they muddled the words and that there were missing words and how can you muddle words and miss the words if this is the first time you've heard that song yeah that you know you know what i mean in my opinion understand. yeah i didn't notice that yeah and it's you know there were some that said that uh you feel that, uh, like, you know, you can read this up here while, it's, while you're... I, I can't read it. <laughs> I, it's um, it, episodes off. one and... It, it was released in, like, Ireland first. And episodes one and two were released right off the bat so that they mm -hmm. could um, kind of get a, a feel for what people were looking for and whether or not it was going to be... Why? Because they felt that... I, my understanding is they released it in Ireland first because they felt that they, they wanted to see the reaction if somebody would embrace the American 50s, number one. Did it do well or did it not do well in Ireland? It did pretty well in Ireland. Oh. It was before they released it here. So the the response was done, it was very, you know, it was really good. And people really were drawn to it. They loved the nostalgia. They loved the 50s part of it. They loved the music. They loved the dancing. They loved the choreography. It must be the Irish in me. <laughs> yes. I, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, I it... 
yeah, they, they really they really enjoyed it. I personally, I think that each episode led into the next one, mm-hmm. which I felt was really good because it left you on a cliffhanger on, on one, and then, you know, you'd, you'd meld back into the next one. It was a continuation of the story, which I thought was great because some well, of these it, series that we watch don't have a continuation like that. It, it, did, it did make it feel like it was one big movie, yeah. which I'm assuming they wanted to do. Um, so that was good that it, it did feel like one big movie, one big movie. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, especially for like a younger generation, if you haven't seen Greece yet, my suggestion is watch Greece first and then you'll appreciate, I think you would be able to appreciate the series more having yeah. seen Greece first. And, I mean, you can watch Greece too as well, but Keep in mind that Greece one laid the foundation and it was hard to come up to that bar basically. Yeah. But I think the series comes up to that bar to a point. Obviously it's a prequel. Yeah. So you it, gotta keep it, in mind it's a prequel. Yeah, and I think I think it did a good job. I don't I don't didn't recognize any nods to Greece two in it. I may it, Everything was everything was in the Greece one because Greece two was obviously took place like a year after um yeah. Greece theoretically took place. Grace two theoretically took place about a year after that and introduced like Michelle Pfeiffer. And, and of course I think the draw to that was Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. She played the much. Olivia Newton John character perspective, but she was the bad girl and they had the guy who in, was actually from Australia. Yeah, from Australia kind of reversed reversed the roles right. in Greece two. And I think that's probably that might be why it didn't work. In Greece, Greece too. He was uh, Sandy's cousin. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. So that might, might be why it didn't work so well. I don't know. So but. I mean, I watched it because, but I watched it for one because I'm a Greece fan, two because mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm being honest. So it's kind of one of those things, you know. In this particular case, when I first saw the saw the commercials for this, I was I sat up. It was like. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And then I told yeah. you, boy, there's a there's a series you got to watch. You got to watch this. It's yeah. coming up. I've yeah. marked it I, so we can watch it. I wasn't sure, but I, I gave it a chance, and I was hooked by the f- what first half of the first episode. I think I was like, okay. I also like it. it's very interesting the way that they've integrated um, the cultures within this as mm-hmm. well. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it definitely. They definitely, um, I, I, that was very, you can feel the intention in that of, of um, the different cultures of the characters are really intentionally brought up forward. So, yeah. Well, all in all, I think that it's a great cast character. I know that, um, Unfortunately, one of the, and I won't put the, I won't give this away because I want you to enjoy the, the series up to the point. If you haven't seen it, I want you to enjoy it. You know, there is a character that does leave. We, you know, um, you, 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 it's transitioned that way, but in reality, the actual actor that plays that character left the series for, uh, they didn't actually specify why, but actually left the, the F little series. So they had to kind of do some finagling and some fine CGI work, I guess yeah. would be the best way to put it. 
you know, it's, to it's make it work. I I want to know why why they left. You know, it, nothing's come out past that. I mean, I monitor. You know, I monitor the regs, the Hollywood Reporter, and Variety, and Rap, and and all of those. And you know, I read them every day actually, and um, that's where I saw that in the first place. And there's been no follow up to it. I signed up for a follow up to the article to find out, you know, if any news came out of it. So we'll have mm-hmm. to give everybody an update later. But you know, maybe an NDA for some whatever whatever reason. He you know, was told you can't talk about your leaving or whatever the case may be. Well, hopefully it was something more along the lines of he got this really great job that he couldn't say no to or something, you know, on another movie or something. Well, it, the, yeah. the reviews on, it are, uh, on the series itself are really good. So the potential for it to come back for a season two and beyond are there. Yeah. I think the, the question is going to be how they're going to fill that one character's shoes because it's an integral part of the show and it has been since the, you know, episode one. So how they're going to fill that is going to be a, a, a really good, um, I'm looking forward well, to seeing how they do that. I think, I think they wrapped up that character's arc enough um, that we're just, we're just going to have to live with how they wrapped it up. And, you know, it's, it's not like, I don't know, it, it, they didn't leave it open enough. I don't think for, for that character to really show back up again until like, like later, you know? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, at the same time though, I mean, without giving anything away, I don't want to give anything away. You know, there's some speculation with regard to, to knowing the hierarchy in gangs, it would make you wonder kind of what's next, you know, from that perspective and who's going to fill those shoes, I think. Right. So, right. well, I think that's all part of the cliffhanger, the, the season one cliffhanger I, right there, I think shows yeah. what, uh, what's going to take place with the T-Bird. I, I like how on the Pink Ladies, it really kind of gives a foundation for, you know, what's, what comes about in Greece and beyond the Pink Ladies. And it sets a standard for them to, you know, within school to say, hey, yeah, I'm cool. You know, one of the Pink Ladies and I'm cool. But they always associate the Pink Ladies with the T-Birds. So they're always kind of hand in hand from, you know, from that perspective. But um, I think that it's interesting also that they that they integrated a lot of what we have all experienced in high school at one time or another. They've done a really good job with integrating that, but they've also added some things from modern day that probably were going on back then. You know, 99% those situations were, you know, uh, always there, but they were always hidden. Yeah, you didn't talk yeah. about it. You didn't talk about it. So... And I think they handled that really well, actually. I yeah. do believe that they handled that pretty well. And it was it was um actually a pretty large part of it, it was a it was a major storyline yeah. through uh, uh I think it was really done well. Well, and the lady that, that helped to bring this uh, she had done the stage play for Greece, actually. Remember and the, the stage play was running for quite a while. Remember we were watching what the heck was that show with uh, Ryan Murphy? Was it with Ryan Murphy where they, the 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 one in the one year the one guy that won got a part in Greece on the show? I mean, you know, on the stage in the Broadway play. I don't know what show you're talking about. Ah, it was done by Ryan Murphy, the guy from Glee. 
Yeah, and they, well, he's done everything, but man, I wish I could remember the name of that. Um, it's, it's, I'm sure you would remember it. They, they, they had to, um, continue to, like they were building a play, they had to continue to audition and rehearse and then eliminate people and narrow it down. The person that won, uh, uh, the guy that won, won mm -hmm. a part on Greece on stage in Broadway. Okay. I'll I to, maybe when we do a follow-up, I'll figure it out. And yeah. But it was a TV show. It was the Glee I, Project. Yeah, I don't think I watched that with you. Well, basically the premise was that it had a bunch of people brought in um, just like Glee, if, if anybody out here has watched Glee, uh, you know, it was a group of high school people that were aspiring to be actors. And what they did was, would do, was doing, was, <laughs> they, they did the same process. So they, they brought a bunch it of people was, in. It was a reality show. It's a reality show. They brought a bunch of people in. They had to vie for positions. And at the end, they they did their own little like a, a production, a final production, and then a star was born out of that production. That person then went on and got a part on Greece, on on Broadway, which was yeah, it was pretty cool. I yeah, I don't think I watched it with you. I lost too bad. Well, yeah, you did because you. I think you cheered for the guy, but I don't know. I, you know, well, <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Well, we're old people now; we forget shit. So. Well <laughs> when I was in school and I was loaded with homework, I don't know. What, that could did be, it, yeah. Did you find out what year it was? It doesn't really matter, but. 2011 to 2012. Yeah, I was in school. It's only one season. I was in school. Me too. No, I graduated by 2011. Mm, yeah, you did. I did. I think 2011 was when you graduated. So it might've been right after you graduated and you were like, I'm watching reality television now because I'm not doing anything else. I'm sure that's what it was. I, that had yeah. to be, that's what it was yeah. anyway. Yeah. So what do we tell everybody about, um, this series? What do we tell them? What do we, do we encourage them? Do we want to motivate yes. them to watch it, inspire them to sit down and binge watch it or yes. tell them to shut the door on it? No, it is very bingeable. So make sure that you have time to binge something new and do watch it. Make sure you've seen Grease the movie first, because I think you'd, uh, you'd understand it better. Yeah. And you'd appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even if you see it as a standalone, it will still give you an opportunity, even as a standalone, if you oh, don't yeah. want to go out and find the, the movie, watch it it's, anyway. And then, and yeah, then no. go watch Grease yeah. if you want to. It, yeah, I mean, you could. I don't. I don't think that um, personally. I don't think that's the way to do it. But you could, and I think you'd still enjoy it. But I think you get more out of it if you've seen Greece first. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree with that. So, okay. my opinion is the same thing. I think that uh, you need to binge watch it. You need to love it. You need to watch it and watch it two or three times if you want to, because that way they get more ratings. More ratings gets a new season. The new season is what we are asking for, and that's what we need. So, Grace, the rise of the pink ladies, we want you back. We want a season yeah. two and beyond. Yes. We want to know what's happening with your life. We want to know how it continues. We want to know... Mm -hmm how Frenchie grows up, kind of.
Anyway, well, I think um, this is one more thing before go. This is one more thing before you go. Anything else you want to say before we leave? Any special uh, uh, little uh, days we're celebrating? Yeah, so nationaldaycalendar.com, which I I do at the end of our show every time. Um, today's not there's not a whole lot going on actually, but um, so it's National German Chocolate Cake Day, which I never I really like liked. German, I don't like German chocolate cake that much. Um, Children's Day, which is uh, day, second Sunday in June, but apparently also on October eighth because Clinton. Clinton declared it Children's Day on October 8th, and then uh, Bush the second came along and said, let's make it the second day in June, or second Sunday in June. So apparently it's both. Um, and it's to celebrate children, um, which is good. Um, honors the children in our lives by slowing down our fast-paced lives, turning off the tech, and refocusing on the important things, which is nice. Cool. We don't, we don't have any young children in our lives, but uh, I think that's very nice. Um, National Corn on the Cob Day, which um, the corn on the cob I bought, I don't know, a, a month ago. Back. No, it wasn't a month ago, but I don't think I can eat it now. It's probably bad because we were out of propane for the grill and I couldn't grill my corn on the cob. So now I got to go get some more corn on the cob. And I should have done that today when I was out. Darn it. Because that really sounds good. Um, National Making Life Beautiful Day, which I thought was, at first I wasn't going to look at it, but it's interesting. Um, Dedicates a celebration to those who make life beautiful, whether you're creating beauty by building relationships or helping others achieve personal success. Your actions create a ripple effect, making life beautiful, not just for yourself, but for those around you too. Hashtag making life beautiful day, which I thought was very nice. That works. And, that was, and there's no international day today, apparently. So. Well, that's plenty of days to try to celebrate anyway, as you're getting together with your German chocolate cake with your kids or your grandkids while uh, you are <laughs> buttering your corn on the cob. Buttering your corn on the cob or oh, grilling it. Or... <laughs> I'm so hungry. I want corn on the cob now. That's funny. Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for being a part of the One More Thing Before You Go family. And we appreciate you each and every time that you are joining us in this conversation. We have an exciting, uh, uh, probably the next 30 days coming up here, the ep normal episodes that come up on, I won't say normal, we'll say the regular episodes that are up on every, each and every Wednesday. Uh, we have some new guests that are coming in that are really interesting, going to bring us an amazing opportunity to be educated, to be inspired, and to be motivated with uh, the possibility of what's out there. So... Thank you very much for listening. Um, one more thing before you all go. Have a great day. Have a great week. And thank you for listening. Bye. Make the day beautiful. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.